Everything set up, getting everything set up. Do 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 do. Boo. Good night. Welcome to Professional Idiots, a podcast combining our need for work and our want for entertainment. I'm your host Chris Flynn, joined by my co-host Aaron Simon. What's going on, Aaron? Oh, you know what, man? I'm just sitting here looking out the window on a fine summer's afternoon, drinking a beer, talking to my good buddy Flynn. Life is pretty all right. What kind of beer you got today? It is Leffe. It is Leffe beer? Leffe. The the blonde, right? Yep. Nice. I haven't had one of those in a long time. Yeah, you know, it's never a bad choice. And I had it on tap when I was in Amsterdam in March, and it was fantastic. Nice. I am opting for a nice summer cocktail of uh, tequila and a pomelo San Pellegrino. Oh, okay. You know, I've got a really good uh, cocktail suggestion for you. What's that? Uh, It's gin. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Plus tequila. Okay. Plus vodka. Okay. Mm -hmm. Plus whiskey. Uh-huh. Plus more gin. And then you're going to add in some ouzo. And just lots of regret. And, and then you're going to just do a little dash of absinthe. Sure. Yeah. Good. I call That's that it. one sounds like, the liver. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I figured a, a drink was necessary given the first half of this podcast. Yeah, you keep doing this to us. I know. Well, hey, it's not me. <laughs> no, what are you going to do, blame the world? Uh, yeah. Ugh. God, that's just like you. Whatever, man. Adulting <laughs> so hard. Oh, you... Mm. <laughs> so, uh, we should go ahead and mention that. Uh, we are sans Brad today, because Brad is continuing, uh, I guess, like, being responsible and having a job in Japan. Which makes it pretty hard, because I don't know if you guys realize this, but, like, Tokyo and Japan, they're on, well, they're they're in a wildly different time zone. I, I hear it's, like, thousands upon thousands of miles away. You know, and it's so weird, because it looks From so both close. of us. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, surprising, but, uh... So, for the time being, until we work out, you know, my vote, Flynn, is for you to just never really do anything. My my wife and, will uh, love you for that. No, yeah, exactly. You guys can spend so much time together, just the two of you. And Wait, doing no, nothing. because it's no, her listening to me podcast. I, well, yeah, exactly. So, you can just do this 24-7. Of course, I'm not going to be here 24-7. I'm just going to be, uh, you know, doing stuff, living my life like a normal human being. But you can be like the freak in a basement doing a podcast by yourself. It'll be great. I don't have a basement. Well, it kind of ruins everything. Mm-hmm. I'm currently recording in the office. Yeah. All right. Well, I will come up with another plan and return next time. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, let's do the, the worldly things first, just because there's been a lot to talk about, right, even within so the last, like, 48 hours. Yeah, give us a news tone. This is Professional Idiots News, with your hosts, Chris Flynn and Aaron Simon. Up first, terror in London. Yeah, yeah no, uh... Yeah. That was quite a quite a thing. Yeah. Um. The the one part of it that I, I saw online on Twitter was uh, it was a BBC interview of somebody who was actually there and how he was basically like, no, 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 fuck that! Like we are not going to be afraid. We are not going to be yeah. terrorized by these people. We are, you know, I'm going to continue to go out. I'm going to continue to celebrate life, and whether I'm with a man, a woman of whatever race or creed, like I will not let these small-minded, small group of people stop us. And the American reaction is for our president to edit tweets from the mayor of London. So, 
shows you yeah. kind of a different mindset between the two nations. No, I think that's wrong as well. I think that yeah, I, Donald Trump is Donald Trump just continues to represent like 25 to 30% of America. And unfortunately, that was the 80 to 90% of the middle of the US that allowed him to win enough votes and be the asshole in chief. Yeah. So, uh, I, I don't know. Um, the election in England is going on now. Uh, I know a bunch of my friends over there have been posting about uh, going out and voting and doing your civic duty. And uh, as an outsider, I feel like I should say if you don't go labor, then you're probably, well, crazy. I'm going to admit I am very uninformed when it comes to the British election, other than May is trying to use this to basically get a mandate for everything that's going on. Yeah, well, mandate for essentially Americanizing British institutions, privatizing the NHS, uh, leading the UK down a path that we have been facing for a while now, where... <clears throat> Donald Trump is the president, and May is essentially his kind of parallel in Whitehall and Number Ten Downing Street, where you have Jeremy Corbyn, who is essentially the uh, Sanders, I guess, of Labor, and uh, presumably will be the PM if Labor gets into power. I have not been following any sort of projections. So I don't know uh, what that's looking like, but still, please go out and vote, because uh, I feel safe in saying that if it is like the U.S., uh, if the 18 to 35 range gets out and actually votes, then Labor will have a good shot, and if they don't, then Labor will not have a good shot. Uh, let's see here. According to my Googling, that uh, the Independent is saying recent polls are giving Tories 42%. Labor is only four points behind. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to be close, and these attacks have seemed to co- prop up or crop up as elections near in the West. Uh, it happened in France, and... France made the right choice between yeah, Macron about, and Le Pen. So, how about that guy, man? I think that's a, yeah, a positive <laughs> we can quickly touch on here. Because... Yeah, that is some chutzpah. And, uh, I, you know, I, I, I tried to point out why that whole handshake thing was important to uh, someone I know in D.C., and they were not really getting it. But it's like when you meet any sort of... Uh, you know, used car salesman type, they try to get on top of you by showing how much of an alpha they are with their strong handshake. And... Well, and it's like the the pull-in, too. Oh, yeah. It's... Yeah. Well, I was, I was getting there. And, yeah, so, like, Trump, that's another power play that he does is the jerk in. And uh, Macron managed to not only resist that, but then entrap Trump. Yeah. Which, which was just so fun <laughs> to watch. I loved it so much. Like, it's... It's like well, in it's like in any sort of uh, like a Bond movie when the villain thinks that they're they're on they're, it, uh, you know what the thing that's coming in, in mind is in Live and Let Die in like the final face off between Bond and uh, I can't remember the guy's name. But like right before Bond shoots him with that that bizarre gadget that makes him inflate and then pop like a bl- like a balloon. I just have the theme song stuck in my head now. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> but what I'm getting at is it was nice because you could see the look in Trump's face, like he he, he just did not want to be there. And it's nice to see that. Uh, you know, I'd rather it not be this way, but like the rest of the rest of the world is actually kind of 
shrugging off this guy. Yeah. So. Well, and Macron showing first that he has grapefruit-sized stones of basically telling Putin to shove it up his ass, and then showing that he has, like, basketball-sized stones by his first English commentary being, we are going to make this yeah. planet great again. Yeah, that was great. Which, for those of you who don't know of after Trump decided to back out of the Paris Accords because reasons. Because he's Trump. And his all of his good buddies. Let's let's talk about Elon Musk for a second here, can we? Okay. And this is like the whole business advisory council bullshit that Trump's Silicon Valley friends have all been a part of since the inauguration. Um, so it seems that the only thing that managed to get Elon Musk to respond to, uh, the Trump administration's continuous breach of ethics was pulling out of the climate change, uh, the Paris Accords. And of course that is because this would affect his business, but I I'd just like to point out to everyone who kind of thinks of Elon Musk as kind of a, a techno savior that, uh, none of, none of... The other egregious affronts to ethics or, you know, having a heart have seemed to really get Elon Musk, who I'm, I'm sure is an alien. Uh, none of them have really, up until now, gotten him to reconsider his... You be very careful the words that you say regarding Solar Jesus. fly to Portland and fight you. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't buy any... Anytime you see a massive see, like a, a billionaire trumpeting just a new way forward, that's not a good thing. And I, there's a whole realm of weird, weird, uncritical science worship that seems to be reflecting on Musk, which doesn't make any sense because the guy's a businessman. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm deeply skeptical of that guy. And Aaron, he, this... he is a dreamer. He is a oh, dreamer. fuck off. <laughs> fuck off with you. In, in Elon, yeah. we trust Aaron. Yeah, yeah, he, he will is take a us to Mars, yeah, and is he, like, he will Willy save Wonka? us from Trump. Is that what's going to happen? What's that? Is is he Willy Wonka? He is Willy Wonka mashed up with Jesus. Oh, okay. Well, I've seen the error of my ways. You you better. No, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings on it as well. I obviously don't know all the inner workings on it. And while Trump has certainly made a lot of egregious, terrible decisions, I, at some point, like, you do, like, you have to be involved and to a yeah, point. But my, but my point is, if you, if you want to make a stand against these policies that the guy is setting, where, where was this during the travel ban? or any sort of, like, defunding of Planned Parenthood, or anything that has a massive societal effect besides your business. I don't know. And that's that's my beef with him right now. And It's I, a fair beef. It is a, I think it's a very fair beef. And, uh, you know, you can have, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism, but there are better better entrepreneurs to be a fan of than than this guy. Name me three. Uh, Bill Gates, for one. The guy's out there doing a lot of good for the world. Granted, he was, he was a pretty giant dickhead early on in his career, but he's become a you know pretty solid dude, I would say. Uh, let's go with Paul Newman for Newman's own. I think all of the proceeds from those sauces go to, go to charity. Mm, so that's pretty cool. Sauces. Sauces. Yeah. And, um. That's right. You can't. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think my point stands. George Lucas. Let's go with George Lucas. The guy made three terrible movies with the prequels, but. He has done a lot to uh, donate money to, I 
think Berkeley to get like minority directors in their film school and actually get representation in Hollywood, which is desperately needed. All right, I'll allow it. Yeah, thank you. It's a good thing this isn't real court. Also, Your evidence is shoddy at best, it's, Eric. It's fantastic evidence. It's the best evidence. People are going to love this evidence. And also on top of that, uh, the guy did not really have any sense of humor in the Werner Herzog documentary he was being interviewed in, so that should... Elon? Yeah. Yeah, he was in... Uh, there was an interview with him in Lo and Behold. And he just came off as an alien. Well, that's because he is. Like <laughs> I, that, that, that part of your argument, there is really not much denying. He's... <laughs> He's clearly an alien. Look, man, if uh, if Mork from Mork and Mindy can teach us anything, <laughs> it's that aliens have sense of humor. I, what about like Spock? Well, Spock is Spock. He special, did have a sense but, of humor. Yeah, but um, he didn't really have a sense of humor. This is this is true. Spock did not have a sense of humor. But I'm sure there were aliens in Star Trek that did have a sense of humor. I think the Klingons. I would say that a Klingon joke would probably be very bleak gallows humor. Which I, I can appreciate. I don't know. And Wookiees? No, it's not Star Trek, but Wookiees? God, you should see Wookiee comedy. It's fantastic. I mean, if the Star Wars Christmas story is any indication, <laughs> no, no, you don't have to see Wookiee comedy. Good counterpoint, sir. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, did you hear about what happened with LeBron James? No. That there was uh, racist graffiti on his house. And that, of course, uh, there are conservative, uh, ultra-conservative viewpoints that are saying it didn't happen and that it's BS. And <laughs> It's a false flag. Yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of false flags, um, not to take away from LeBron... But, oh, you know, I feel like this would be a good segment to, uh, you know, in my hometown, well, current hometown, uh, you know, Portland is having some, some troubles. Did you hear about this? I don't know if it was national news or not. Oh, you mean the racist asshole who stabbed people? Yeah. yeah no, yeah, heard yeah. about that. Yeah, Slashed no, no, a couple people's was... throat on the max, and they uh, tried to get him to stand down from hurling abuse, racial abuse at a uh, woman wearing a... Hijab. Yeah, no, we all heard about that asshole. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's fun. So, uh, to anyone who is currently marching downtown Portland in the uh, anti-fascist rallies, stay safe and uh, stay safe and try not to hurl any bricks through windows because that just makes everyone on the left look bad. I'm looking at you anarchists. Chill out. Yeah. Well, that guy's thankfully now going to go away for a really long time. Um, yeah, there are people who deserve to be removed from, from society, and he is definitely one of them. Yeah, um, he's... But, yeah, that, that... Just like to take a moment and say to anyone considering moving to Portland, that that is just a very visual reminder of the deep racism in the city. And that is not new. That is nothing new. That has been in Oregon since Oregon. The I mean, I think it been, speaks to much wider than that. I mean, it's... Yeah, but across... well, I, I think in Portland specifically, you get this vision of it being a very twee Wes Anderson type of place. Well, it's because it is. No, 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 it's not. Like, with every every city that is industrially kind of depopulated at this point, for lack of any better term... Uh, you have a lot of out-of-work blue-collar types, and you put that you, you you put that in a state where it's a extremely rural, and b was founded with a clause in its constitution where where African Americans could not even move to the state if they yeah they could not move to the state. Um, it's not. The 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 tweeness really exists in the touristy part of towns, and even then, you're probably going to see some skinheads walking around with Nazi shit on them. 
Um, I myself have known a bunch of a bunch of Jews on the train who have narrowly avoided the same kind of shit that went down a couple weeks ago. Man. Yeah. So, you know, remember that for every time you go to Voodoo Donuts, there's a seediness lurking underneath where you're going to see swastikas being, like, spray-painted on synagogues and shit. So, uh... You cannot... I don't... I, I don't know. So, you know, it goes back to that thing that I think we discussed on the podcast back in January of... How do you how do you how do you deal with this? Because my opinion is that you cannot rely on reason with these type of people. No, unfortunately, and you can't. If they are going to go around like doing like spray painting racist shit on LeBron James's place or starting shit on public hanging transit, nooses, hanging nooses, um, I don't know. How do you deal with it? I mean, you just, you keep educating people, you keep introducing, you know, crossing cultures, crossing borders, as many people as you can, you know, just keep mixing the population, and when when they do commit terrible atrocities like this, like in London, to not be afraid, not stand down, don't let them stop your way of life if you are gay straight of any religious background keep doing what you believe in keep being yourself yep so as someone who's going to be in london in a couple weeks i'm happy to say that i will be super pleased to go to the city after they've reacted with this stellar show of humane behavior following these kind of things yeah not only london but manchester and paris as well and germany following the similar attacks that happened in christmas a couple years ago yeah um it's it's nice to see it is should be under better circumstances but it's nice to see the reactions are what they are yeah so, yeah, but you know, know. let let's take a look at the left, shall we? And point out uh, everyone's favorite dickhead, Bill Maher. Oh, Bill! Oh, oh, Bill! Did you actually? Did you watch the clip? No, I don't. I didn't. I I've never liked Bill Maher. He's a fucking asshole. And while he's been funny on uh, comedians in cars getting coffee, the guy's just a fucking dick. And I, I mean, I, he's like the right equivalent or the left equivalent of Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, I agree, and I don't want to. I don't want to get. I don't want to contribute to his fucking ratings. Nope, I don't either. I watched the. I did see the clip just to see. Like, I wanted to actually see it for myself to be like, "Wow, he he really said that." Okay. Now, are you surprised? Hmm. Not surprised, just disappointed. Should we give context for people? I feel like we should give context for people because God knows something else is going to happen that's going to... I mean, it's pretty straightforward. He just, he he threw out the N-word, like, NBD. And it was awkward and it was painful to watch and terribly inappropriate. Um, yeah, and I I can't... I wonder how many people actually still watch his show. Like, I wonder what his ratings really look like. I know a few people who do. Yeah? Yeah. And, I, like, I, I get why they do, because it's it's the same reason that people listen to Rush Limbaugh or Alex Jones, is that it's the uh, the kind of endorphin kick of being vehemently agreed with. Yeah. And, uh... But Alex Jones is just a character, Aaron. He is no, he's, just... he's a total character. That's why he was recording that video while he was driving to court saying that he was not a character. Because you have to stay in character. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah. Uh, did you see the latest shit that they're doing? No, what? They are now going to have uh, a contest where they're going to give out 
$1,000 to all of their little minions who wear shirts on television that say CNN is ISIS. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, it, when you know, it, like, it, when you wonder where these guys are getting their talking points, it's it's from people like that. And uh, Yeah. I was on the yeah. bus the other day, and there was a guy reading a pamphlet. I think it was called The Citizen's... I can't remember what it is. It was like Citizen's Bible or Citizen's like Palladium or something like that. But it's in the... Uh, it, it popped up in the 1950s that was... And it's it was like a reaction against communism written by an old... like a retired Marine colonel that instructs the reader that they are above the law as U.S. citizens. Uh, the Constitution does not strictly apply to them, and it is their duty to uphold the uh, the right to bear arms because God wills it. Hmm. Um, I don't remember the exact name of the pamphlet, but uh, that was real fun to see on the bus at 6 in the morning. I'm sure. Yeah. Better than coffee. <laughs> yeah. Really woke me up quick. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, man. again, Portland, total. It's a total twee Wes Anderson place. And you will never see anyone racist or crazy. Yeah. No, those, those people are true anomalies and don't exist in the real world. Correct. Good. Yeah. Glad, well, how, glad how's Chicago say. been this summer? Because, you know, it seems like every time the uh, the heat cops pops up in Portland, people start stabbing each other. Oh no, we uh, we're we're uh, a level ahead of you guys. We shoot each other here. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, no, uh, I always check the uh, the crime reports in the morning just to see for. You know, curiosity's sake of just where my customers are in relation to all these shootings. That's, yeah, that's a good idea. Just to know, you know. Yeah, yeah. How many are out front, not if they are out yeah. front of businesses that I service. Yeah, if just, you need to take the armored car in. Yeah, I, it, you know, I it, like I do joke, but by and large, I feel pretty safe driving a, a marked work truck yeah. through the business hours. But, I mean, I've seen prostitutes get picked up or drug deals go down in my territory yeah, yeah and if it's not those things then i've been lied to my whole life <laughs> i have not learned a damn thing from movies tv real world experience no, all of it is a lie it's just very friendly women talking to very friendly men and they're all going out for slushies yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah, as you lean your head in the car window, talk for like two minutes, and then you you get in and you drive off around the corner. Yeah, that's that's definitely yeah. Uh, yeah no, they just they best just, friends. Yeah, they need to figure out you know where the best place to get slushies are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you drive up to one person, they talk to you for a second. You drive up to another person, and their hands disappear inside the car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely just uh, you're just shaking hands and yeah. not exchanging any sort of. Drug-related no, uh, no, 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 no. things. It's it's wishing that everyone will be bathed in the light of Christ. Yeah, that's what's going on there. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Let, let Let's take a quick break and and talk about something else because this is sad. <laughs> I think when we come back, we need to talk about like you know positive things that we've seen out of our cities. Let's do that. So we'll spend the break thinking about that. Well, too bad. I'm going to edit it anyway, so... Welcome back to Professional Idiots. I'm your host, Chris Flynn, still with co-host Aaron Simon. We are going to... Yeah, well, that's just kind of how the podcast rolls. We get more, a little bit more buzz as we go along here. Yeah. So for uh, the second half, uh, there, there's been a lot of things that have been released, uh, both in TV and the movie world, and we're going to 
give a quick review and and, yeah. and chat through the things that we've seen. So, uh, Aaron, you want to start us off here with the thing that we've both seen? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, so that would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, I believe is the branded name. For Correct. Uh, Correct. So, yeah, I saw that last week, and it was all right. It was, where would you where would you put it in the the Marvel? Oh Jesus, I don't know. Like they're, I mean, ballpark, like tier it, tier it. Uh, like, um, how many tiers are we talking about? I'm just gonna do the star rating. I'm not gonna do tiers and relate it to the Marvel. There are like 80 Marvel movies at this point. Um, well, I, I go ahead. I'm gonna give it just a solid, yeah, like a. 2.5 stars. It was fine. I, I think they they tried to lean too heavy on giving everyone, every character, an emotional beat in this movie. Which led to a very, very packed movie forcing just sudden character realizations that I don't think quite worked. Because you didn't spend enough time with these people in the movie to really sell it. So you had the uh, I'm, the the thing I keep pointing at because I thought it was hilarious when I watched it is the blue chick screaming at uh, Gamora, I needed a sister in the middle of fighting, which just I it. Well, you're it, just heartless. You're just. Heartless. I am not heartless. I like. Yes, this, you are. No. Oh God, no. Like I just, it, it was like that, and then the line. Uh, he may be your father, but he's not your daddy. And then Rocket Raccoon's abbreviated emotional arc. And then Drax's emotional arc. And then Mantis's emotional arc. Uh, I feel like there are seven more that I'm not getting. But it was just... They had too much going on for a two-hour movie. And hmm. so it just felt like it was all crammed in. And you didn't have time to spend with any of these characters because you were moving from beat to beat, whether that's action or character driven. But then I also feel like they, I feel like they also, though, were creative with some of the beats, though, of... Like what? Well, like when, uh, rather than showing the, towards the end with Rocket and uh, Groot... As they were calling out the, there's the action scene. It just it held on the one, the one frame and let the action all kind of go around beyond it, and kind of kept with the shtick. Ha ha ha! Funny. Um, what are you talking it, about? The intro? No, 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 the end with the bomb. I, I don't know what what which. Never mind. If you just if you if you didn't pay that close of attention, I did Aaron. pay attention, but it just didn't stick. Nothing about that movie stuck. No, fine. Like Kurt Russell did a decent job, but just decent. Uh, yeah. Chris Pine did a decent job, but just decent. Yeah, he wasn't given a ton. Um, I think Zoe Saldana probably did the best out of them all, but even then, that wasn't like really it. It just didn't live up. A, it didn't live up to the first one. B, I think. But I mean, like, was it going? Like, was hold it on, ever? Hold on, hold on. B, I think giving. I don't know if it was the studio pushing for it or if it was a, uh, like a director's choice thing. But James Gunn is not a guy you want to give, like, emotional arcs to. He does like Guardians of the Galaxy is a really good movie for him. Because it's a light, fun romp. And, like, the other mainstream-ish movie that he made was Slither, which is about these parasitic worms from outer space infesting a town. And it's like a gory horror comedy. And he's just not the best director for a father-son reunion story, but also the father is a planet... That wants to control the galaxy um, thing. So it it was fine. I'm not saying it was bad. It was just fine. He was uh, also a writer for a Scooby-Doo movie. 
Yeah, and we all know what a classic that is. Yep. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was fine. I don't know. I've seen a lot of buzz about it online. Like, it was fantastic, and people loved it, and I just don't... I don't... No, I, I don't agree that with reaction. that. I, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. I thought it was a solid... Like, I'd kind of put it, like, second or third tier, depending on yeah. you know, the day of the week you're asking me about yeah, it. Like, I think third tier is probably where I would put it. But Like, upper upper third. Like, it wasn't the best movie, but I didn't think it was bad. I'm not well, at all upset that we went and saw it. And yeah. Let's gauge spent... this. Where else would you put third tier? What other... Uh, uh, certainly you rephrase that. What other movies would you put in the third tier? That's what I'm looking right now. I'm pulling up a list here so I can... I think it's easier for me to go top down. I would say, like, first tier, I would put, like, the Guardians of the Galaxy 1, Captain America, uh... Winter Soldier. See, I don't... I'm not that big of a fan of Winter Soldier. Why? I don't... It felt like a Jason Bourne movie, and I don't like Jason Bourne. Because they're... You don't don't like nice things. I love nice things. Jason Bourne is James Bond with a grimace. Mm. And I don't see the appeal. And I think that's what Winter Soldier did, is... Like I like the villain in Winter Soldier a lot because his his whole motivation was like a extreme personal kind of thing. Wait, yeah. no, no, that's not what I'm thinking of. Who was the villain in Winter Soldier? Was it I mean, that, it was it was kind of it was um what's his name the sniper from um Inglorious Pastors, right? Christoph Waltz. No. No. I'm wrong. <laughs> I just was thinking of Christoph Waltz. Sorry. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me look this up. You make your case, and then we'll we'll. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. Because I, I... Uh, yeah, I can't remember this guy's name. Um. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. There was the the whole Marvel Universe thing is is blending together at this point for me. Oh yeah, and for sure. I, I, like, mean, I just can't keep track of this shit anymore, which is no part of the problem. This I would say the Ave- Avengers really... one. I think we can agree on is yeah, that was good. I like that. That was that was one of the best ones. Yeah, Iron Man. Yeah. I would say kind of like that the second tier would be like right, so Daniel the Avengers Brule 2 is the actor. What was What the, was it? Daniel Brule is the actor. So I'm looking through his Yeah, it was Civil Oh, sorry, it was Civil War that I'm thinking of. So yeah, I can't I again, I can't tell you anything about Winter Soldier, I guess, aside from it was Bucky Barnes, but that's the only thing I remember. Yeah. And Robert Redford breaking... Yeah. like Basically a, broke down S.H.I.E.L.D. Was, uh, so Civil War was also Black Panther that was not in Winter Soldier. Correct. Yeah. All right. So there you go. Yeah. Winter Soldier is definitely third tier for me. I can't, I can't place anything in that. Doctor mm. Strange, I would go with second tier because I think they, it's another fucking origin story. <clears throat> it was interesting. It was, it was but different I, I than just, the other ones. I, I want them to just jump in on a character at some fucking point and not do an origin story. And let the audience figure it out. I think that, like, that that's <clears throat> um, one of the things I liked about the new Amazon Tick pilot when it came out was it didn't spend any time talking about the Tick's origins. It just, he's a guy in the tick outfit, and he hmm. has villains. Okay. And that is, I, I just want to be, it, you know, the term in media is res. I don't want to start at the beginning anymore. Because every origin story is the fucking same. Hmm. Continue. Let's, let's, let's go on. All right, well, you go ahead with yours first then, Aaron. What what else did you see? Um, all right, so I watched Alien Covenant. Okay. 
Uh, what did you think of Prometheus? I thought Prometheus was better than people were saying, but not that great. Get, did you enjoy? Thought, let me rephrase that. Did you enjoy Prometheus? Uh, yeah, I would. I would say yes. <laughs> All right, that's probably gonna be your reaction to Alien Covenant, except one level above. Okay. Yeah, because it it builds heavily on the themes that Prometheus set up, and it is basically the Michael Fassbender show, hmm. which okay. is good. I I liked Alien Covenant, because right. um, I like Prometheus a lot. Uh, so I thought it was a really cool addition to the Alien series the universe. Um, yeah, it was. I think it was it was thinky without like dwelling on it and kind of praising itself for being thinky. Okay. And really only thinky in the sense of like what does life mean to these androids and how are they gonna handle yeah. their alive. Um uh yeah, very gory. So if you have an aversion to blood then don't don't watch don't watch it. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna go see an alien movie, like I, by and large, I would say if you don't like gore or horror, to skip those. Yeah, but this one especially, like it's it's pretty gruesome. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, I guess Prometheus was too. So. I mean, none of them are exactly the cheeriest of movies. <laughs> Aliens. I... It all works out in the end, mostly. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> Keep lying to our listeners, Aaron. I'll, I'll just sit back and wait. Anyway, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was it was fun and worth the price of the ticket. Liked it a lot right. more than Guardians. Stars, um, stars. Um, I go three and a half. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there were there was still the same same problems that Prometheus had in terms of like character behavior, but by the same token. It's a horror movie, so you kind of need people to be stupid. Yeah. In order to trigger things to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. There, there's a certain amount of suspension of the of disbelief that's required for that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah, no, nah, three and a half. Okay. I think that's okay. where I go. Um, and then the other thing I've been watching following whatever is the new twin peaks very nice which is fantastic good to hear it's like we uh, are uh, it's it's we all... just started the beginning so oh, okay cool so what where did you get to i mean we i mean neither one of us had ever seen it and yeah. so we started it's on netflix and so we started the beginning okay. and i forget how many episodes in we are we're like three or four episodes in oh okay cool so, so you're you're established in in the town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Couple of weird yeah. things have happened. Yeah. Don't quite know exactly everything of what's going on, but Yeah, so I'm going to make the recommendation right now when you get to season 2 after the big reveal, uh skip until the last 3 episodes. Huh, okay. The Why ser- the, the... the series tanks Partly because David Lynch left uh, the crew for a number of reasons, and then hmm. returned for the last few episodes. Huh. Okay. Um, Good to know. Yeah, because it gets pretty beastly. They just kind of uh, faff about for a couple of episodes, and then uh, that's a very understated way of putting it. Yeah. Um, okay. But the new series is, <clears throat> so it's it's all, well, it's not all David Lynch, but it is hyper David Lynch. So it's like all of the weird shit. And some of it is like real straight up fucking deserve, disturbing. All right. But they don't have the, the whole soap opera layer of, or the, the soap opera filter to it all. Okay. So it's I'm really enjoying it so far, so much so that I am in fact paying for the Showtime extension on Amazon Prime. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's uh it's good. I'm enjoying it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 
No, is that every, is that everything you're you're following lately? Yeah, I think I started watching right. the Clone Wars, but I don't know if that's gonna if I'm gonna finish it before it gets off Netflix. There, right. yeah. So uh, we went and saw Wonder Woman, and uh, I would kind of give it about the same as you gave Alien of okay. like three and a half stars. It was a in comparison to the rest of the DC universe, it was like an A+. Plus. <laughs> That's but, really not saying much. It's... But when you're comparing to dumpster fire after dumpster fire after dumpster fire, that's... Yeah. I mean, that's a real low bar you got to clear. Exactly. <laughs> um, Gal Gadot is phenomenal, um, both in her acting ability and uh, the fact that I think she's a fox. She is. She's a nice Jewish would, girl. Who would kick the shit out of you, yes. given the chance. Well, I'm sure. A lot of people would. Yeah. Well, I am one of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was, for a good Friday night movie, it was well worth the price of the ticket and having a beer and some popcorn and just uh, and enjoyed the show. I thought the last... The, the, the final act, Act 5, I guess, or 4, or however you want to break it down, whatever, like the last 35 minutes were a little rough. Mm-hmm. That they kind of shoehorned the end of the movie in there, but I think that Chris Pine does a great job, as well as the other kind of sidekicks that they pick up along the way that make it a, a real entertaining movie where DC normally has been a boring slog fest. Yeah. Like, they're... Oh man, those hey, you haven't seen all of them, have you? Um, I want <clears throat> no, I I missed out on Batman versus Superman. Um, God, what else have they come out with? Well, it was Superman, the yeah, rebooted Man of, Superman. Man of Man Steel, Steel. wasn't it? Was god awful. I hated that so much. So, I mean, honestly, Batman versus Superman was worse. That's that's, a, that's the, disturbing. I would say, so far, I would go Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, uh, Man of Steel, Batman versus. <laughs> let's Superman. just let's just be clear here. You're not saying you liked Suicide Squad, right? No, okay. no. I, just right. if we are rank ordering these, okay. that is right. my rank order. Okay. Yeah, like, I, su- yeah, I guess so. I I don't know, man. I, my my thing with Suicide Squad is that it was at least like. Things ha- like things blew up, and that's basically all it was. Like it was just yeah. a straightforward climb the tower, fight bad guys. Like it was bad. It was very bad. The, the cast was, or the, the the story was pretty pathetic. But there was at least things going on that held my attention, like a rattle for a toddler. I, I, I told you that I had to I had to get up and walk around the theater to just like <laughs> blow off steam during that movie, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, but Batman vs Superman, I fell asleep for about a half hour and <laughs> didn't get anything. That's good. They were still going through the meandering second act during my nap. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was right. truly the worst one of the group, I would say. <laughs> And that's even with Gal Gadot being in at the end and being the best part of the movie. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> unfortunately for you, it's going to fall very much into the same complaints that you had with origin stories. Of It's all, I mean, it, it's really based off of her origin story and how she comes to be. Yeah, I know, but I think the thing with Wonder Woman is at least it's set in in, in a time frame that we don't normally get. Like you don't get yeah. a lot of World they, War they One movies. Yeah, no, and, they they changed it to World War One, which is yeah. interesting. But I mean, part of the part of the complaint about the origin story is that it's just like boilerplate. Yeah, they're growing up in in blank during current time period, doing this and then that. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I liked Thor partly because of the kind of out of time aspect of it where he's a medieval being essentially in the modern world. And so you have that element of 
discord that makes it more interesting. Than... Well, then you will you will like that about Wonder Woman then. Yeah, no, I, I like everything. Well, because they, they play that scene interesting. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's what I've that's what I've picked up on from the trailers. I've I, I've caught. Yeah. Oh, it was solid. It was it was a solid, entertaining movie. I would not say it is the best of the comic book movies. I would probably put it same level as like Guardians two of hmm. decent outing. Worth, you know, like I said, worth the popcorn, worth the, you know, the, the ticket of the movie, but not the best. Okay. Um, and so then, uh, in other types of things that we've been watching, uh, we are, have been watching Aziz Ansari's show, Master of None, on Netflix. Have, are you familiar with this at all? I'm familiar with it, and I'm really not interested. Really? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't fucking care. The second season was much better than the first one i will for sure say that it kind of he he was kind of finding his legs i feel like in the yeah. first season and he's, he's a funny dude but just yeah the, the show doesn't i don't know uh specifically i i mean there and the nice part of it is that they're not always continuous like story episodes like so you have to start at the beginning yeah like i would highly highly recommend the episode new york i love you um just on its own. Like, if you don't like the show, I would still recommend that episode because it is a uh, just a one-off episode that is a great story of New York that is totally different than... I, I mean, I would say any TV show, really, that I've... Like, any episode that I've seen. Okay. Um, that and then Thanksgiving, I think, were the two standout episodes, like A-plus episodes of the season. Okay. So, oh, and then uh, if you remember, did I ever subject you to the Bicycle Thieves when I was taking my film class in Canterbury? <laughs> I subjected you to Breathless, but not... No, that not, was the name of Breathless. Okay, no, I, I never... No. A bout de souffle. <laughs> That's the French version of the, the title. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Breathless is the one I subjected you to. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The Bicycle but, Thief. Who directed this one? That's an old, old, old Italian movie that I don't Victorio remember. Vittorio De Sica. Yeah. Um, but he basically parodies the Bicycle Thieves in the first episode of the ser- of season two, which is... Oh, okay. Kind of, it was kind of funny. It was one of the, the few that I actually, you know, one of those movie nerd references that I got and was able to enjoy. Oh, okay. That's always good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then in a totally different... Uh, set of things that we're watching is the grim as hell show the handmaiden's tale well so that's a book i need to read and i should probably have picked that up instead of fucking thrawn i from because catherine's fun. read catherine's read part of the book she didn't yeah. she actually never finished it and she actually likes the show better yeah yeah that it, it gives it a, a little bit more of an interesting edge that the book doesn't have um it makes the the main character a little bit deeper and more interesting, rather than the, uh, what they do in the book. Mm-hmm. But it is incredibly grim. Uh, for those of you who aren't aware or haven't heard of it, it is a not too distant future where fertility is uh, basically next to impossible uh, for people to have you know, have kids, and so the those who can are basically rounded up and sold into like cattle and they are they have like a ceremony it's kind of gross and weird but it's a good show yeah um my the the one funny part about uh the first episode though is we're watching it and my wife goes man that guy really just looks like a, a knockoff shitty version of ray fines and the main character, or the one of the male leads, is Ray Fiennes' brother. <laughs> What's his name? Joseph Fiennes. Joseph Fiennes. What has he been in? I don't know. We're looking it I up. Know. Dude, God, oh, what has he? He was in Shakespeare in Love. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Okay, I know this guy. And it's Ralph Fiennes, right? It's not Ray. Well, whatever. No, no, it's it's Ralph Fiennes. It's not one. I think he goes as Ray, but he has gone as has he? I, I want to say so. I don't know, 
about that? Well, I'm gonna Google this. It's all popping up, Ralph. Whatever. It's all coming up, Ralph. Whatever. Uh, it's all coming up, Ralph. Whatever. Whatever. No one comes to professional idiots for facts. Next topic. Uh, we picked up a two-player game called Lost Cities, which yeah. I highly enjoyed. Well, uh, sell me on it, because you it, know me, it, I like the games. You do like some games. It is a two-player card game that is a pretty quick and easy playthrough. Doesn't take terribly much time to, to learn and figure out. That's uh, basically you have to, your turn basically is to build these expedition routes using your cards. You get scored based on the number of cards that you play. And the game ends when you go through the entire deck. Yeah. Okay. And so, for two people to you know, kill a half hour, it, it's a solid, uh, solid game. Solid, yeah. solid game. Okay. So I too have been having a lot of fun with games lately. That was disgusting. Oh, I I thought I had muted that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I too have been having a lot of fun game funs with games lately. Because uh, I finally got a group together to play the Star Wars tabletop RPG game. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Sell me on it, Aaron. Sell me. Uh, well, you get to live in Star Wars, which is like the best fucking thing ever. I don't think I need to sell you on any more than that. Do I need to? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah. Yes, you do. Now, all right. So it takes place like... Uh, what is it? It's like right... I think the, the core rule book has it set to be just before... Uh, Star Wars: A New Hope. Okay, starts. So it's like right after the right after uh, Revenge of the Sith. Um, the way it's set up is if you've played, listeners, if you've played Dungeons and Dragons, uh, it's kind of the same where you have like you know classes for your characters, you have skills, all of that. But instead of the wonky like numbers based die system where you have like D20s, D100s, D12s, D10s, D6s, D8s. You have four die, which give you good things or bad things based on your role. So uh, my character is a Bothan pilot. Uh, we have a, another character who is a Chiss, which are the blue people who are the kind of the, the Grand Admiral Thrawns of Star Wars and Flynn, I don't think you know who that is, do you? What? Yep. Okay, good. So uh we've I'm got a second and say that I never knew there was a D one hundred and I'm looking at Google images of these things yeah. and they're ridiculous. Yeah. So it's well, alright, so D D one hundred meaning like the, the ten sided die that just has two numbers on it instead of like the usual one. No, no, I, I see a... Yeah, no, th those exist. I think that's, that's fucking insane. I don't know why anyone would actually buy that. But, uh... Anyway, yeah, so it's, it's like a narrative game where you just get together with your buddies and tell Star Wars stories, and you get to act them out in them, and it's pretty fun. And there's hmm. no, like, no Jedi or Sith character or player character things in this, which makes it better because that gets kind of boring. Because that's essentially just wizards. And it's much more fun to just have bounty hunters and ne'er-do-wells in your game than dudes with magic powers, I think. I don't know. I'm a fan of Jedis and Siths. Man, it's just... It's like... Well, I think part of it is because... I'm, you're going to be surprised by this, but when I was a kid... In, like, middle school and high school, the only thing I would read was the Star Wars books. What? I, I know, no, right? No, you were, you were more widely read than that, Aaron. Well, I was, but still. Like, that was a that was, that was was the only thing I would read for my fun read kind of thing. Was, like, the Star Wars expanded universe novels. And those were dominated by the whole Skywalker clan versus evil thing. Which got really old. And so I think I've carried that over in my nerd life where I'm pretty tired of seeing space wizards. Mm -hmm. but I think you're wrong, but that's okay. That's fine. You have not, you've not seen the things that I have seen, Flynn. You, you don't know the pain of reading the Yuuzhan Vong novels or 
the Jedi Academy books or anything like that. You 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 don't know what I've seen. I mean, you chose to do that to yourself, all, so I really these, I really don't I really don't feel bad for you. Lost like tears and rain. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. I don't feel bad for you, Aaron. Sea beams across the Tannhauser Gate. So, can we let? Have you seen the trailer for uh, for the new Blade Runner? Speaking of, uh, yeah, that was uh, we saw that at Wonder Woman. Actually, I was surprised that actually looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, who would have thought? Yeah. So, I'll be interested to see what Ryan Gosling can bring to the table. He's a good actor. I like him. Yeah, he can be. He can be. He's been in some garbage, but... Well, yeah, every, every actor's in garbage. Michael Caine was in Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, looking... Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that now. I, I that am is one of my favorite sci-fi, no, or, uh, sci-fi movies. I am cautiously optimistic, I would say. Yeah. Which also, you know, I think Blade Runner constitutes one of the few movies that is better than the book. Yeah. Like, exponentially better than the book. Yeah, well. Yeah. Philip K. Dick. Weird reader. Weird writer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What else you got? Anything Um, else? You know, I'm just, I'm still kind of riding the high of finally finding a good star wars group and uh gonna be in germany this time next week nice and uh, then the that friday flying up to england and going to oxford canterbury and london so gonna go relive the glory days of uh i was actually talking to our mutual friend john chad and uh he asked what do you want to do and i said beer and so he says, well, do you want to do anything other than beer? I said, museum. He goes, all right, museum and a beer. I was like, yes. So that's going to be my fair. time in London. Beer and museums. You should find Which a is... time to record a podcast with us. Oh, fuck yes, we should. <laughs> oh, God. Why didn't I think about this? I'm going to shoot him a message right now. That is why I am the host of this podcast. You're and co-hosts. I mean, we're both the co-hosts. No. Yeah. I'm clearly the alpha, Aaron. Mm, no. Well, when you don't bring ideas to the table, like I, bringing John Chad on I, the podcast, you I have s- no leg to stand on. I so, swear to God. So I win. I you lose. That's just how it, or how it works, Aaron. I swear to God. You, you, you bastard. Well... If uh, those of you out there in podcast land have a topic that you want to hear us aggressively agree on or want to be a guest on the show, you can... Also, I think the Astros won. Dude, the Cubs have been playing like garbage. Have they? Yeah. It's Uh, it's been bad. We've uh, beaten the Cardinals a couple times, but... Well, uh, that's really all that matters, though. We went on a gross slide. It was like six games. Ew. Yeah, there we go. Seven to two against the Rangers. Astros win! Astros win! Astros win again. Did you uh, did you see the uh, the fight between Bryce Harper and whoever the hell that oh, pitcher was? No, for the Giants. I, I need to. Uh, Kershaw was it Kershaw? No, it wasn't no. Kershaw. He plays for the Dodgers. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, I need to I need to look at it though because I I saw a bunch of chatter on it, but then it's been a real hell of a few weeks, so I haven't really done a lot of fun things. Uh, yeah, no, um, he hucks his helmet at the pitcher so poorly that it, like, I mean, it's bad. And then they actually throw some punches, which was kind of impressive. Like, yeah, (laughs) I would be absolutely livid if I was Washington, uh, management of why in the hell, Bryce Harper, are you doing a goddamn thing like that ever? Yeah. I, I mean, all you need then is for him to land a punch and break his hand or get hit in the face <laughs> yeah. and, you know, like, break an eye socket or something stupid and he's out for, you know, many months and, oh, God. Yeah. yeah Idiot. 
Yeah, uh, you know, man, it's just been a long time since the Astros have been good. You guys are really good this year. Solidly good. We were good last year, and then we collapsed, as tends to happen. You guys are killing it this year. um, Yeah, it's just weird. I have not... It's been since, like, 2005, maybe? Like, you guys are far and away the best team in the majors. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I didn't realize. Yeah. Next, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know who's, I guess, the Nationals, which is also weird. Nah, they're, they've been good, though, for a while. Yeah, I, yeah, but, like, part of it is... No, Colorado, think, actually. Colorado, Colorado and the Dodgers are, uh... Yep. So, like, part of it is, like, the... I think the Nationals popped up right as, like, I started really following baseball and they were garbage. Oh, yeah, they were a dumpster fire for a while. Yeah, 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 but it's just, like, stamped in my brain that they're always garbage. No. They they got some some studs on that team. Bryce Harper, Max Scherzer. Yeah. Huh. The Astros, 41 and 16. I know. This is, I I don't know. Ten games in a row. Part of me doesn't want this because the bandwagon assholes are going to start showing up. Oh, whatever. Enjoy it. (sighs) No. But I have to find something negative. That's who I am. I mean, there's still the Astros, so there's always that. <laughs> so they're going to collapse. That's what I'm going to hold on to. It's, it's... just going to make it that much harder when they lose. <laughs> <laughs> After the All-Star break, like Altuve is going to break both of his legs. Correa is going to lose his mind. And um, Teichel will... Be clean shaven, which will rob him of his powers. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Man, you guys are playing some crazy good baseball. Yeah, yeah. Keiko hasn't even lost. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Just, just think about that. Uh, again, it's just going to make it that much more. <laughs> Painful when they collapse. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Uh, email us, twoprofessionalidiots at gmail.com. Or check out the blog, professionalidiotsblog.wordpress.com. Whatever. <laughs> you know the fucking routine. Kyle, get drunk and send us a bunch of questions. Yeah, dude, Kyle, do that. And you're in you're in Eastern Europe right now, so there's no excuses oh, yeah. why you shouldn't be just belligerently drunk yeah. right now. 